Hey, this is a podcast. No, wait, it's a comedy podcast. Well, we tried to make it a comedy podcast. And uh, it's not meant to offend anyone. So don't get offended, okay? And wait, there's something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listener discretion is advised. Audiomatic presents Our Last Week. Hi Kunal. Hi Paul. How are you Kunal? I'm okay. Yeah. I'm fine. Kunal, uh, I'm having quite a jet set life. Yeah, you're flying around everywhere. Yeah? You're jumping yeah. from continent to and, continent. Uh, so I'm in London for two months for shows. I had four yeah. days off and yeah. I decided to, because of some script work, to do a quick trip to New York and come back. Very James Bond-esque. Yeah, but James Bond as portrayed by a short fat bald bengali man whose trade is comedy whose trade is his comedy and yeah. who basically looks like you know utpal dat you know from yeah i don't know if james bond would qualify yeah for that kind of thing but it feels you know as an indian person you do certain things like do a little jet setting etc don't you feel like sometimes you, it's above your station <laughs> like, mm. you know what I'm zipping through airports you know I, I come to New York and then go to London and then I come back to London this is not my normal life right my normal life I'm mm. sitting in Bandra wearing shorts getting rejected for shows and stuff mm. so mm-hmm. it feels like I don't deserve this mm. no I, I know what you mean I, I mean I feel that I feel that way sometimes but I you know when I feel that way I I just slap myself and I say shut up you know He's saying, you're getting it now. Just shut up. Don't question it now. Like, does this ever happen to you that you've made, like gone for a film, right? Mm. And you go into a hotel room and they've given you a really nice hotel room. Yeah. And deep down, they don't know that only you know that you think you're not deserving of this hotel room. Mm. Like they've given you the hotel room that they give to mega stars or whatever. Yeah. And you ask yourself, do they know who I am? Like yeah. I sometimes feel it comedy because <laughs> I don't sell as much tickets as the big boys, right? Like, yeah. but sometimes they'll give me a really nice hotel, and I'll be like, I don't think they know who I am. That's the big difference, I think. That you know, sometimes you say, I don't think they know who I am when you're being mm. mistreated, and you mm. say the same <laughs> thing when you're being treated very well. Right. There is no Z. There's no place actually for us. Yeah, there's no place because, you know, like sometimes they put you like they'll say, uh, you know, you're not in that better hotel. You're going to the worst hotel. The bigger stars are staying in that hotel, but you're staying with the crew in this hotel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you think the same thing. They don't know who I am. And then when they send you to the big hotel, they're like, oh my God, do they think that I'm like, you know, so big? (laughs) They don't know who I am. They don't know that I'm a truth. You know, like, so, so there's that also. You know, years ago, when I did that suitable boy thing, that was one of my most interesting experiences because it's, I should have brought up this conundrum then. I don't do much acting, right? So this was an acting role. And mm-hmm. the shoot was at five o'clock in the morning. I was in Lucknow. Hmm. And at midnight, I was trying to sleep because I thought I'll get a good night's sleep before the uh, before the shoot. At midnight, my hotel room bell rings. 
and there's a man standing there <laughs> saying this is my room also and hmm. there was one there's only one bed in it hmm. so some casting guy had put me and this other guy in the same bed and hadn't hmm. told me hadn't told him and okay. he didn't get a good night's sleep for his scenes which were going to happen somewhere else right now the coordinator guy couldn't be found and he had mm-hmm. gone to sleep but now both of us have decided we can't sleep next to each other the coordinator is not there hmm. so both of us are technically saying do you not know who i am but there's nothing right. we can do about it there's only one bed in one room right what should one have done in that circumstance uh ideally you should lock the door you know and then <laughs> and then not let the person in and say you know i don't yeah, know who th- you are i don't know who you are because that exactly because he is not my problem yeah and you say i don't know who you are i'm sleeping right now in this yeah. bed <laughs> yeah yeah you know? so he would have kept knocking like a jilted lover or something you know yeah. saying where do i sleep it would have so started very loud problem. and then become quieter but persistent mr pal mr pal please open please mr pal please mr pal i am also an actor <laughs> oh you're saying <laughs> you're saying i had the advantage because i'm already in the room you're in the room na and then why do you mm. have to uh, this thing so i i don't think you should ever give up or, like you are in a fortress basically <laughs> you know yeah yeah and i think that you know it could come to a stage where you can start sliding like just horrible notes under the door to him like you have to treat it like a fort it's it's properly protected fuck off from here yeah, just open slide the door slightly and like throw a soap on him or something like that you know like <laughs> Go away. Scream. Go away. So I'm saying that's the only way to deal with this uh, situation. The thing is that I thought when I got into the arts that <coughs> because we're artists we are above these petty thoughts. But the older I've got I've realized no. We are only these petty thoughts. Yeah because I mean see the the artistic creative stuff you do for very yeah. short period na basically very you're, tiny. you're either taking a car to an airport taking a flight staying in a hotel room getting to the work and doing little art then whatever you consider <laughs> you yeah know? but yeah. the rest of the time is the time for where the measurement happens na that is where you get to judge how your art is going you know it's not <laughs> <Yeah>. by <laughs> yeah mm, you know it's not a small car but the mm. other guy has got an innova yeah and we're both going to the same show mm. yeah my art is not going so well is basically <laughs> yeah. you know you don't judge yeah. only by that you judge that's yeah. how you judge right yeah because you know they say for great artists say van gogh whatever you know they said oh look he suffered for his art Hmm. you know he he cut off his ear he lived in a brothel he went mad he suffered for his art hmm. i'm i'm i don't know about you i'm not that interested in suffering are you no i'm not keen because i i don't think like for me uh, the art is not worth it there's nothing that i want to express you know i mean i'd rather not express i'd rather not have people know how i feel then to live that life because ultimately <laughs> then that's the life you're living no why will i struggle so much that i <laughs> ruin the actual time i have you know it's yeah. a, it's a very point and then he also i mean he died now he yeah. is considered a great artist and many people like him i mean they have horrible lives and suffer for their art and then they die but uh, he's had a horrible life 
<laughs> as in if you ask him would you like yeah. to you know would you like to take the better car uh, to the field you know yeah. and would you like a a room of your own than living in a brothel or whatever yeah or would him. you you know would you like a better quality brothel of course he's going to say yes would you rather take that or be known after your dad as a great artist i think he's just going to say no fly me business कुणाल जस्ट इन माय सर्ट ऑफ एक्सट्रावेगन ट्रिप दैट आई जस्ट डिड टू द यूएस आई डोंट ऑफन फ्लाई अमेरिकन एयरलाइन्स दे आर अपेरेंटली द ग्रेटेस्ट कंट्री इन द वर्ल्ड विद द वर्स्ट एयरलाइन्स इमेजिनेबल ओके I mean I'll give you an example the united flight that leaves from Bombay mm-hmm. and goes to Newark is a non-stop 15 hour flight. Mhm. And what they do often after a point in time is that the air hostesses leave the food in the back mm-hmm. and just tell the people you go get it yourself. Okay. And they also start relaxing for the rest of the trip. Mhm. And because we come from a culture of hospitality, right? Indian hospitality, mm. Asian hospitality generally is quite outstanding. It's mm. very hard to understand this kind of mindset. Right. We're not used to this mindset because we've talked about our mindset, which is about you know, oh sir, do you want a glass of water? You want a head mm. massage? Mm. Can I buy you a house? Mm. You know, like the demands we make on an indigo or a jet, ludicrous, right? Mm. So from here to see the American culture, which is just go serve yourself, just sharp and go serve yourself, and you're mm. so like yeah okay okay you know you forget mm. you're the customer. I mean you've seen it in hotels in Europe, I'm sure, where you have to sort of check in mm. yourself. You yeah. know they say very minimalist. You know what yeah. they mean is there's no nobody there. That's no. what minimalist means. <laughs> there's no yeah. one there to serve you. No one and there to no do one anything. And there's no one who's willing to work at this price also. Yeah. Like yeah. No one wants to do this job, basically. No one, and you're in a decent hotel. You're in a three and a half star yeah. hotel, and all you're asking for is just, you know, a human to check you in. Yeah. You know, you're not. You go to a four star hotel in India, and there are five people who are there to garland you. Yeah. Do a number. They basically, short of lifting you up and taking you to your bedroom, they do everything. Correct. Right. So opposed to that, when you go to a culture where You have to serve yourself on a plane. You land. There's no one at reception. Check-in is at 4 p.m. Check-out is at 5 p.m. You know, it's mm. literally like one hour. You yeah. know, you ask yourself, what have I done wrong? Mm. I think that, like you know, when you're traveling abroad, um, mm. I think you have to be that Belucci. What was his name from Life Is Beautiful? <laughs> uh. <laughs> that guy. Uh. What was his name? Yeah, shit. Uh, <laughs> Roberto Benini. <laughs> Roberto Benini, and I think that you know the best. The best way is to go. Life is beautiful. Uh, with these things, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you're saying pretend you're we are in a concentration camp. No, no. Pretend See, you are in a-, in a concentration camp. You are in the concentration camp. Like instead of the person shouting at you. you pretend that the person is romancing you you know or he's really being like the service is fantastic or they're just being so polite you know wow there's no one here <laughs> amazing i guess we'll check in ourselves yeah <laughs> so it's a lot like that you have to look at everything as you know 
because see if if you start getting like all depressed and all about oh this i've paid so much money and there's no one here to greet me or no one here to check on me or ask if i want water in my room or you know if you start looking at like you're just going to be permanently disappointed i think the way you have to look at it is a hey, wow there's no one here to ask us anything we can just walk in look look at this place it's empty look at that no one to serve you no one to chase you something it's like it's like you have to be you, you have to go the other route you know you this room is only at, 40 square feet you open yeah. the door and there's another door and that's the yeah. room <laughs> Isn't it a challenge? How will we sleep? <laughs> I don't think we realize how lucky we are there with hotels, you know, mm, mm. where people say my room is too small, too mm. small, and you know it's it's massive. It's the size of a reasonable flat in Jaipur. You know, yeah. Please change it, and they'll change it also immediately. Yeah. So is not happy. Yeah. Somewhere we've realized that Indian customer service means taking a lot of shit. Yeah, you know, there's nobody in Indian hotels who say this is small. Just go to Amsterdam and see the bastard. Like mm. no one ever says that. You think this is bad, huh? Yeah, we've given you a room as big. Just see if you can survive one day in Paris. Just see. <laughs> But we we don't do that. We say, sir, we'll change it right away, sir. Right yeah. away, we'll change. See, I, I have to say that there is a lot of subservience, and there's a lot of. But there's a in India, there's there's that coupled with inefficiency, though, you know. Mm, mm, so, mm, mm. so there's a lot of like, of course, sir, absolutely, sir, most definitely, sir. But there's none of <laughs> the, none come. of the things going to happen. You know? <laughs> no, no, so, yeah. that's true. That that so, that we're very good at. Yeah, yeah. So the inefficiency. I mean, I'm not discounting the inefficiency. It's just that you know, it's done with a lot of fanfare. Like the we'll amount of fanfare. We'll change the room, fan. sir. We'll change change the room hundred percent. Yeah. Just give me two minutes, sir. I'll speak to my senior. I'll yeah. just be back in two minutes. Yeah. Right? Three days later, you're like, "Arey, but that guy, that lobby manager, yeah. your Subhash, he said he was changing our room. He left. Like, he was Subhash, very nice, so, though. Yeah, he was lovely. So with Subhash, sir, no Subhash works here. You know, then it goes into some other loop. Yeah. <laughs> you're searching for Subhash. Sir has spoken to Subhash. Who is Subhash? Who is Subhash? Then we go into. Oh, you mean the Dinesh? You know, mm. then there's some other analysis of who that is. But your work is still not done. No. <laughs> My AC still... is dripping in the room. The AC yeah. is dripping. So we'll send someone immediately. Immediately, sir. Yeah. Immediately. One guy says, "So Wi-Fi repair? No, no Wi-Fi, not repair. AC. I'm saying AC is problem." <laughs> So they've sent me from Wi-Fi department. Who sent you? And then, then <laughs> yeah. No, so I'm saying that then you know four or five different people will come and go. Then they'll say, "Hogya, yeah, sir." Then again, it'll drip. So I'm saying that you know there's other stuff, but it'll all be. But the like, room is big. Yeah, no one's going to be big. mean to you. Yeah, no, and there's some they, people they, there. Yeah. No so actually, that is no efficiency, but that is the great conundrum, right? Is whether it's better to have, you know. Zero people and efficiency, or lots of people and no efficiency. So zero people and you fend for yourself. It could go well or badly because it's just you, right? Yeah. Or is it lots of people but still nothing happens? In both areas, nothing happens. Yeah. And then at midnight, you open the door and some other guys they're saying, "This is my room. I'm also an actor." <laughs> and that's when you ask yourself, "Do they not know who I am?" Yeah. 
Americans, I've realized, are very aggressive people, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're very direct people, right? Okay. Hmm. So when you go to an American bank, the guy's like, have you been helped? My name's James. How can I help you? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that, I can't do that right now. But I'll tell you what I can do. You know, he's very aggressive, but you can't get your work done. And he's trying, you got his own agenda. He's trying to sell you some other shit. Mm-hmm. Um, go to a British bank. There's nobody there. And even if one person is there, they're like, sorry, we're only open between 9 and 9, 10. Hmm. And it's 9.12 already, so we can't... Terribly sorry, but hmm. uh, is there any other thing that... I was, No, this is a bank. I mean, I haven't come here to move in or whatever. So, no other hmm. thing. Hmm. So, you're open between 9 and 10 past 9. Yes, sorry. You know, so it's that kind of... Everything is ruined hmm. and it's too late. You've come too late. Hmm. How would you describe our banking? Like, if you walked into an HDFC... First of all, I realized with our banks, do we have a prevailing ethos attitude you know what i'm asking do we have mm, a prevailing mm. culture mm. i mean well, one thing i've realized is that there are a lot of people at the bank trying to sell you things that you don't need mm. like the bank is a shop now you walk in you just yeah. want to get one thing done yeah. your debit card's not working one small thing you want to get done well you know i i i used to go to uh, the bank a lot when i was a lot younger and and banks were very different when we were growing up you know like we we had a bank uh, that we used to go to called syndicate bank mm. um, i mean a lot of these nationalized banks you know and everyone felt like you know no matter how many of these other banks come in you should always have one account in a national you know in a nationalized bank you know, everyone bank that, everyone in india feels that it has always been a strong it. feeling yeah yeah it's a strong feeling no 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 we should have you know don't give up your SBI account you're mad or what and so we had this syndicate bank account and I remember going there and at that time like they were not selling you anything they didn't want to see you you know because a yeah. lot of their <laughs> yeah they a yeah. lot of their like they were dealing with old people who would come in every day to make withdrawals they would only withdraw for the day you know yeah or yeah. they <laughs> and they would stand in that line and get a token you know and then you'd have that token system where their number would come up on that board and then you'd go to the cash counter the branch the was the atm so i'm saying it was everything right it was an atm and then you have to update your passbook so there's a line for that and then that passbook that lady would put it into the machine and it would go and it would update it then say aapka page is khatam ho gaya oh naya passbook then you have to apply for something so like there was a lot of process and procedure and you know a lot of that waiting around like I remember waiting like for an hour sometimes to make a withdrawal you know you just wait on that bench over there looking at a token and up at that thing and just waiting you know Calcutta was even worse because Hmm. what they had is these uh, they had rolling shutters the Hmm. vertical shutter would always be sort of pulled close so Hmm. (laughs) there was only a tiny space for a human to go in so you yeah. never knew is the branch open or closed? <laughs> open or closed? You don't know because, <laughs> because see, and and that's what was always like fascinating to me is that th- that they it's the most unwelcoming place and they felt as though you know they had to start saving your money from everyone who entered the bank, yeah, you know? including and yourself, was, including you. So so yeah. basically, th- you had to you had to go sideways to enter the bank, you know. You couldn't enter it shoulders first. Like you had to enter it with a single <laughs> shoulder. And the great conundrum was, is it open or shut? That jali is like almost touching. 
Yeah. And, and yeah, people yeah. would be able to get that the bank is open by the fact that the jali is not fully touching each other. You know? <laughs> because you could That's still it. crawl, crawl inside. <laughs> still crawl. And the thing <laughs> is that, that, you know, there's no timing. The thing no. is that if you get through that jali, means it's open. Then they have to then they have to treat you, you know. <laughs> if you can crawl under that grill yeah. to post that shutter, then you're sorted. As a government bank cashier ever made eye contact with you no i've never had that i've never because if they make eye contact something is hugely wrong Mm -hmm. like if they look up and make eye contact they're like this is not your account you know like then you something drastic has happened massive yeah but they would never you could never look them in the eye like you said they had that little home which was closed off you know like yeah it was a house they lived there you know, and, and the you thing is, come- it's very, very difficult to imagine them out of that space also, as people, <laughs> as humans. <laughs> if I saw them outside that counter, it would seem strange. Yeah. You know, like if I saw them, like... <laughs> It'd be a lady in a sari, her head is down, she takes the token, she stamps certain things, she counts some cash, she licks her finger and counts the note, yeah. whatever. She does a range of things, but at no point looking up. Like she'll no. give you the hand also will go up without because I think in the early years she must have tried eye contact it and the results m- may not have been good. Yeah. And maybe the great story is to ask, you know, when you started with optimism, what went wrong? Yeah. And I'll tell you what goes wrong. What goes wrong is denominations of notes. That's the basic yeah. thing that goes wrong. Because yeah. people love, like, you know, when you have a human, you like to make it as complicated for them to give you the sum that you want, you know, like, say, uh. 20 ke notes mein chahiye. So basically, they don't want to acknowledge that there's a human at the other end. Because Correct. then they have to give in to some like like denomination demands, which was a very big problem at that time. Now ATMs don't give you that option. ATMs don't give you the options. Do you want it in ten rupee notes? Do you want it in twenty rupee notes? Do you want it in hundred, five hundred, two thousand? No ATMs in India, yeah, have chosen the best option, which is we don't have any money. Yeah. So that you is the option. What, ATMs you take whatever denomination we're giving you. If you are lucky, if the ATM yeah. is working. Now it's a hit and miss whether the ATM is is just is an ATM or is a box with a security guard outside. So right now I think that banks, you know, mm. that why I'm wary of walking into a bank is because I know that if I go into a bank, the bump mail and messages in my thing are just going to go exponentially grow. You know, because they're constantly trying to sell you something. And you know that if you meet anyone there and you share an email or a phone number or they'll say, you know, you must take our new policy, you must invest in this SIP. You know, I I see, sir, that you have this much in your account. I said, firstly, I never asked you to see how much I have in my account. You always start with, you always start with, sir, it seems that you have a lot of unused funds. I'm like, what is your concern? Firstly, why are you looking looking this up? Yeah, and they tell you everything. So why did you buy that that pet store? You should have bought from yours. Adi, don't look at my accounts. The other thing I've realized is that when you walk into an HDFC or ICICI today in India, it's a bit like a nature documentary. So mm-hmm. you are like prey and immediately it's like a pack of hyenas. 
Yeah. You know, one Hainas insurance, one Hainas mutual funds. Yeah. They basically one Hainas there to tell you fixed deposits don't work. You may have gone in some for basic work, like my name is wrong on my checkbook. Right. Some basic shit you've gone in for. But yeah. the hyenas are out there to take you in a different direction. Yeah. So when you leave, it's just the carcass of you leaving Correct. because they've eaten up most of you. Nothing is left. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I and you know the, the 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 thing is that's why I feel more and more just happier. You know when I use cash now. Yeah. Because because I just don't like every transaction of mine. Like like I feel as though every transaction I make judged. is going to lead to firstly judged and secondly going to lead to more stuff being sold and marketed to me. You know, like constantly if I've bought something from some store on my card or if I've bought something some some meat from somewhere on my card, they'll say you must try this also. You must yeah. This is also there. Then they'll send you some email regard. I'm like you're you're going through every purchase that I make, and that's the reason why I feel that cash is actually. Much freer, like much you know, people better, think much that better. it's like you know you feel you're, you're so much freer mm. with a card, you're so much freer with this phone thing. No, I'm freer when I had cash and no one could really tell me, you know, could constantly figure out where I'm spending my money, and that that was more freedom. Yeah, grandparents know the the whole joys of cash, right? So yeah, they were like they didn't trust anyone. They just slept with the money under them. Correct. Every day they knew how much they were worth because they were sleeping on top of it. Correct. They're like, why does the bed feel a little light? Shit, I bought that house. You know, because the cash. You Correct. know, like cash in old Disney reduced. movies, yeah. the cash is reduced. This bed is lower. Yeah. Any time you enter a hotel room that you do not deserve, or a flight you you think you it's of your pay scale. Look around and tell yourself: Do they not know who I am? Is that the lesson, Kunal? That is. This has been our last week, and we will continue to live at our last week at Audiomatic dot in. And in fact, we will probably uh, do a listener special next for our yes. listeners. So I'm talking to you, Subhash. You. Yeah. And while you're at listening, please come up and fix my AC in my hotel room. Please go. Bye. Bye. You were listening to Our Last Week, produced by Rajesh Tahil and Avdut Khanolkar, hosted by Anuvab Pal and Kunal Roy Kapoor, assistant producers Akansha Kadam and Rahul Vaswani. <laughs>